Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. Growing hemp can be a regulatory maze amidst the changes happening in the industry. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. Rock River Laboratory has a first-hand look at how Wisconsin hemp acres have shifted since it became legal to grow in the 2018 Farm Bill. Lab Director Dustin Sawyer also tells me how growers can stay compliant. Rock River Laboratory formed a, a sister company called Pride Analytics and Consulting when hemp became a, a commodity product in in the United States. Through Pride Analytics and Consulting in 2019, we were able to be, I believe, the the largest hemp testing lab in the state. We we analyzed well over 6,000 hemp samples in 2019. Since then, hemp acres have been very rapidly declining across the Midwest, uh, in Wisconsin in particular, to the point where this last season in 2022, we analyzed just over 200 samples. So we went from 6,000 samples uh, the first year in 2019 to four years later, uh, three years later, analyzing just over 200. Part of this has been the flooding of the, the hemp market. In 2019, a lot of growers got into it. A lot of first-time growers got into the hemp market, and we all saw the, the hemp market just collapsed. Another part of this is the USDA regulations have really tightened on the growers and on the labs. And so I think several growers have gotten out of it just because they weren't able to comply with the USDA compliance regulations. Well, I'm shocked about that 6,000 to 200. And like you said, it I mean, it's for a variety of, of reasons uh, from the market to regulation. What about, is there more samplers out there? I don't believe there are more samplers. There certainly are fewer labs. There uh, In 2019, I believe there were about five labs in the state that were testing hemp. Now, to the best of my knowledge, we're the only one left. So the the other labs have either gone out of business or some of them actually converted over to making products, making gummies and and that sort of thing. But um, I believe we're the only lab left in the state right now. Let's talk about compliance then, because I understand there's like a tight window when you can get your hemp tested. Can you give us an understanding, help us understand how testing is for hemp growers? I should give a, a quick plug to a, a research project that Scott and I have both been involved in for the last couple of years. It's called the Midwest Hemp Database, and it's the brainchild of a brilliant researcher from the University of Illinois and now with the University of Wisconsin to look at the hemp that's grown across the Midwest, where the seed was sourced, how the hemp is performing, did it go hot, and what is the timing window for when that that sample reaches that hot threshold. And the work that we've done with that, uh, with the Midwest Hemp Database, has really informed a lot of these types of discussions that we're having right now. So the the grower needs to use a USDA-certified sampler, and that sampler must send the sample to a USDA-registered laboratory. The laboratory is supposed to be registered with the DEA, that requirement has been pushed off for one more year, which is great because finding DEA-registered laboratories was uh, a large challenge for a lot of growers. The timing window uh, between sampling and uh, harvest is dictated. I know that it, it used to be 30 days, and the USDA took a lot of uh, public comment on that. 
and I believe that window has been uh, stretched. But the this is also part of the, the challenge with hemp testing, is even though the USDA has a quote-unquote final rule, that final rule is continually changing and evolving as we're learning more from the industry. Actually, the Midwest Hemp Database has been cited a few times in the final rule as the logic for making some of these changes. The threshold, the, the legal definition of hemp is still 0.3% total THC. That part has not changed. The rule did specify at one point that if a grower was more than 0.5% total THC, they had to have a destroy order and the DEA got involved. That has now moved up to 1% total THC, if I'm not mistaken, where the grower will have an opportunity to, to rehabilitate that crop or somehow bring uh, the final product down to less than 0.3% and bring it into compliance and the DEA will not get involved. Does Rockover Lab, do you have any tips for hemp growers on like risk mitigation or tips to stay compliant? We should specify that really there are two kinds of hemp that people are growing. One of them is what I call industrial hemp, and this is hemp that's used for fiber, grain, seed, and no cannabinoid production. So this is really tall, spindly plants that are grown at, at dense populations, and people try to harvest it with combines or other harvesting equipment. Really, if you're growing industrial hemp, it's a pretty easy setup. That's what the USDA rule is designed for. If somebody is growing hemp for cannabinoid production, it introduces a significantly higher level of challenge. And that is the way that cannabinoids are developed in the plant and, and transitioned in the plant is the challenge here. So there's what we call the mother cannabinoid, that is CBG, G as in grow. And that cannabinoid will then break down through enzymes into THC or CBD, D as in dog. CBD was the original cannabinoid of interest in hemp back in 2019 into 2020. The difficulty is that CBD actually accumulates alongside THC. So the value of the plant that you're growing is based off of the concentration of CBD that's in that plant. So the grower wants to push that plant as far along into the growing season as possible because the CBD will continue to accumulate. The trouble is that as that CBD continues to accumulate, so does the THC. And so as the producer is pushing to get more and more value out of that crop, they're also inching closer and closer to this cliff where their crop becomes illegal and they have to destroy it. The actual accumulation of both of these cannabinoids that we've found when Rock River Lab has done weekly sampling of crops, we've found that it's not a linear relationship between the amount of THC or call it total cannabinoids and growing degree days. It's actually curvilinear. So as growing degree days continue and you keep approaching the harvest window, the rate at which the plant starts packing on cannabinoids actually increases. With these weekly sampling events that we've, we've studied, we have seen growers go from a legal crop to an illegal crop in the space of one week. That was going from about 0 0.2, 0.25% total THC to over 3, to the over 0.3, the 0 0.3, 0 0.35 area. At the same time, the CBD in that crop went from maybe 7% up to 10%, so the value of the crop really did increase significantly over that week. But by waiting that extra week, the crop actually became illegal and had to be destroyed. So we cannot emphasize enough as that crop begins to mature, 
and you're getting closer and closer to that harvest window, the more you can sample for R&D type testing. This is not the official USDA sampling. This is just sending samples to a lab to see where you're at in the harvest window is absolutely critical because you want to hit that harvest window when the crop is most valuable, but it's also legal. Do you foresee any changes in the regulatory landscape that would make it easier to grow hemp, for lack of a better word? Even with the the work that has been done with the Midwest Hemp Database, as I mentioned, the the THC and the CBD actually increase linearly together. The the relationship Mm -hmm. uh, THC to CBD is very consistent. With a, if, if you plot them against each other, they have a, a correlation of over 90%. If you look at that ratio, CBD to THC, you can tell, even if it's a, a hot plant, so let's say you're at uh, 1% total THC, you can tell by the ratio of THC to CBD that this is a hemp plant. This is not a marijuana plant. And so there is discussion of moving away from that 0.3% threshold of total THC to actually going to the CBD to THC ratio to determine whether this is a hemp plant or a marijuana plant. Mm -hmm. If we can do that, that's going to make a significant change to the industry where that 0.3% will not be the, the death blow for somebody's crop. Rock River Lab Director Justin Sawyer with some insight into how the hemp industry in Wisconsin is changing and some tips to help growers stay compliant into the future. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.